Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Hanky Panky Podcast. This is your host, Hank, and I'm alone this week because I actually got COVID. Today I tested negative, so I figured let me get some work done and film this episode. I was supposed to have a couple guests this week come film, but obviously I was sick and I would not put anyone in danger. So it's just me. I'm sorry. But next week, stay tuned for a really good episode I'm excited for. I asked on Instagram you know, to either email me host stories and or ask me questions. But I want to preface this with saying I have no degrees. I dropped out of college second semester, so I am not qualified really to give advice. I can only tell you from firsthand experience of things I've done. So take it with a grain of salt, please, because I don't want anyone to take my advice and then fuck up their life. I mean, you can blame me if you want to do what I say, but be careful, okay? I'm reading these in no particular order. Also, I got new podcasts set up, so I can hear myself speaking right now in headphones. It does sound way better. I think it sounds better. Let me know what you think, but this is fucking weird for me. So the first one I got was actually in my spam. I'm not sure why. And they said, I have so many questions for you. This may not make sense. I'm down a bottle of wine. Respect. But hi, I'm Amber from Australia, and I love your podcast. Hi, Amber from Australia. Question one, what is the most someone has tipped me? Mm. See, this answer is different because on OnlyFans, probably like 300 or 400 bucks, which is a lot, but I think it was for a custom and to send them my underwear. I'm pretty sure it was a long time ago when I first started and I had this customer who got a girlfriend, so he stopped subscribing, but... I loved him. For a while, he was very solid, and I sent him a bunch of stuff. But at the club, I think it was probably a night I made maybe $4,000, but it wasn't all tips. Um, Some was from stage, some was from VIP. I don't know. The biggest tip I probably ever got at the strip club was $1,000 on Venmo, and the man was super drunk, so I don't even know that he remembers that he did that was very nice of him but <laughs> yeah I think so I, I I could go back and look in my camera roll I used to take a bunch of cash pictures when I was drunk at the club I think that's my answer and two have you ever been in a cuckold cuck queen relationship so cuckolding I've gone over a little bit but <sighs> the definition I don't have in front of me but basically it's like when a man gets off on his wife either or a man or a woman doesn't matter your gender gets off on your partner going out and being intimate with other people sometimes they like to watch sometimes they don't it depends on the relationship I think hot wife is more they do it without you knowing and you just get to hear the stories but cuckolding I think implies normally they're there um I've never been in a cuckold relationship and you need you said you need advice on how to handle it I am not brave. I am not brave. I have never been in a cuckold relationship or an open relationship because I'm a very jealous person. So my advice would be communication. That's always my first advice for pretty much every problem in a relationship. Now the question is, do you enjoy being in this type of relationship or are you just saying okay to make your partner happy? I don't know any any more details on the situation, but first look at that. And if it's something you're into, then if it's a new thing, obviously, it's always scary until you do it. I would say 
start off gentle i'm not sure which side you're on but maybe talk out exactly what your boundaries are what your hard nose are and talk about it with your partner over and over it may seem redundant but i feel like the only way to get through the awkward parts of things like this are just to communicate it's very broad advice but again i've never been in this situation I would say talk it out as much as you can. Now, if you don't want to do this and you're doing it just to seem like a sweet partner, I promise you being just however you are in a relationship is enough and you don't need to conform and do something someone else wants just to feel loved or to get validation. That's just my two cents, I would say. Okay, last thing they said was my boyfriend says he's straight but tbh he has gone through grinder and messaged men and then reported back to me on their dicks (laughs) and i may have had a threesome with him and his brother his biological brother and i took his bio brother's virginity okay yeah his biological brother and i feel super awkward about it (laughs) i can understand it kind of has changed the way i see him a lot i still love him but how do i deal with a boyfriend who says he's straight but then likes, in all caps, big dicks. Like, he talks about it a lot and literally gets off thinking of me fucking other men. I've never been in a relationship like this, and I want to make him happy and satisfy him, but without me feeling like a bad person for fucking other people. Does that make sense? Sorry, don't apologize. That actually makes perfect sense and clears up some of the questions I had. Okay, let's break this down bi people exist so maybe your boyfriend has some internalized homophobia it sounds like he's sexually attracted to penises at minimum maybe that's something that it's gonna take him a while to figure out but i can see that that would be a hard thing to like watch and let them vent about without you know talking about it so openly the bio brother thing bro that's a whole other thing that's giving incestual vibes not on your end but on his um i'm not really sure how to handle that information in this moment but i can understand that it changes the way you see him because (laughs) that is an intense situation did you take it with him in the room oh yeah had a threesome with him and his brother see you're brave and I guess what you're saying is that you feel like a bad person for fucking other people but it sounds like he's into it now again if it's not something that you have it's not a fantasy you have I don't think you should do it just to make him happy to be honest I don't think that's worth it if that's not something you like but if you're only scared of I guess feeling bad and you do enjoy it there's a lot of things we've learned in society that put these binary boxes on sex and sex is something that should be enjoyed and explored however you prefer and as safely as it can be and so I'm not sure how to navigate the boyfriend saying he's straight but liking dicks but I think you just being an open honest a listening partner maybe he'll come around and figure it out now the bio brother is a whole other thing that I do not feel like I am qualified to discuss because that is scaring me I used to get people who would submit things about like fucking their cousins and all of this stuff um and you know sometimes people who are traumatized as kids like exert this in a certain way with family members so again I don't know enough about these people truly but just communicate 
I'm talking in circles now. I don't think I can give you any better advice than that. I think however you feel is right is probably right because it's a, you too. There's two people in a relationship. Think about what you want first before coming to him and then just have an open conversation. Okay, the next story I got <laughs> was, so when I was 23, I was in rehab in South Florida, <laughs> shout out Florida, for like the 20th time and I had a therapist named Diane. Hi, Diane. Me and Diane were working on some trauma based around sex, and I told Diane that I can't seem to have casual sex. Like, there's something in me that whenever I sleep with people, I have to date them and love them, obvi. So, Diane informed me that casual sex is okay. Casual sex is okay, I do agree. And casual sex is something that is needed in life. I would say my opinion on that is that learning what you like is what is needed in life and if casual sex helps you do that then sure so diane gave me a mission (laughs) we love diane or an assignment i guess you would say the assignment was to have a one night stand i love this therapy lesson mind you i'm living in sober living i'm not supposed to be having sex it was most definitely against the rules so naturally i found the only guy in sober living that had tattoos and listened to hardcore respectfully and I fucked him in the ocean the ocean I do not like having sex under the water water is not lube for like an hour it was miserable I'm not gonna lie it was exciting having sex in public and no one knowing it but all I learned from that is fucking in the ocean gets you bv real quick thanks Diane (laughs) oh Diane I mean listen I think As a kid, we're taught casual sex is bad and you need to have sex only in marriage and blah, 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 blah. That is one side of it. And I think also now it's preached like casual sex is the only way to have sex. I think there's a solid middle ground for me. Casual sex used to do it. Now doesn't hit for me. I'm glad you got to have an experience. I mean, sorry about the BV. That that sounds rough, but I'm glad you got to experience. It sounds like it wasn't too bad of a situation. Actually, you said it was miserable. I'm sorry. But one night stands are... I find it's hard to open up and be vulnerable with someone that you just met. Although I think there's a time and a place for every sexual interaction. And I kind of agree that once in your life, you should safely participate in casual intimacy just to learn if you like it or if you don't, because you'll never know until you try it. I'm not sure about the sober living situation because you could have got kicked out, but I'm glad you did it and I hope you're doing okay. But Diane sounds like a real one. someone said hi Hank or whoever reads this I don't have an assistant on this podcast I do it all myself so hello imagine it's 2019 crisp fall weather this is October I love the setting the scene thank you I match with this sort of sketchy guy on tinder let's call him James a J name okay here we go anyway it's 11 p.m and he asked me to come over so I do I'm just looking for a quick hookup and to leave respect I get to the guy's house and we have some drinks and then go upstairs. I thought it was just me and him and we started doing our thing. We fuck like three times and take a break, damn. Then this man says, oh, my roommate says he wants to join. Oh God, I can already see how this is gonna go. Me being drunk, I say, oh, okay, sure, why not? Valid, I would have said the exact same thing when I was drunk. James proceeds to say his friend is super hot and super hung. 
I think he wants to fuck his friend. So I'm like, okay, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do this. I would say the same thing. His roommate, who's also his best friend, definitely he wants to fuck him, walks in. I guess he was in the room across and could hear everything me and James were doing. I like your use of capital letters. It's entertaining me. I was too drunk to care. So we all start kissing and whatnot. And his friends, let's call him Joe. Okay, Joe, starts undressing. Anytime I hear Joe, I think of the show you. I won't lie. As he pulls off his pants, I see the most smallest penis I have ever seen in my entire life. It was literally like a pinky finger size, width and everything. I tried to hide it, but I was not into it. I tried to give him head, and it just wouldn't work. We tried to fuck, but it kept falling out because it was so small. Oh. Eventually, I was like, I need to pee, and then I just fucking left and blocked them because I was so embarrassed. I felt bad because both of them were extremely freaking attractive, but damn, James lied to me about Joe's dick. <laughs> Not that small dicks are a problem, but I was visibly shocked. I get asked a lot, like a lot more than you would think, what to do if you have a small dick. My answer, no matter what, is foreplay. I think foreplay is better than actual sex most time. Make out with someone for a long time. Gently touch their body, kiss their neck, you know, finger them, eat them out. Like, if you can make someone orgasm before sex, the sex is just the intimacy part. So the size of the dick doesn't matter. But in this situation, it's a drunk hookup. I can 100% understand where, like, you were misled. Okay, James totally lied to you. It sounds like James and Joe wanted to fuck. That's just my opinion. Again, not professional, but... I have many times snuck out of a window, FaceTime my friend, blocked someone, and never talked to them again after sexual drunk experience, like, more than four times, probably five, but, okay, next one, hello, I have a couple questions, I've always been shy and submissive, but lately want to be more dominant in sex, do you have any advice on how to do that? My opinion on things... It not just dominance in sex, I find it's always confidence. When people ask me things like this, confidence is fake it till you make it. Affirmations, use pheromones, masturbate to your own nudes. It's like a love spell on yourself. Get really involved in self-love because then that will translate into all other sexual interactions. I find confidence is the one thing that the fucking saying, fake it till you make it, really works on it works on a lot of things but for confidence if you start thinking and talking to yourself like you're the hottest bitch alive you will start to become the hottest bitch alive in your eyes and other people's eyes because again confidence is something that people feel like you walk into a room and you see a really hot person who's confident not cocky there's a very fine line who's confident in themselves, it's very attractive. Even if it's not the type of person I would normally go for, I feel drawn to that. And I think most of it comes with looking in the mirror and having good self-talk, positive self-talk. You know, I do think like masturbating to like setting the mood with candles, make it like kind of a meditation. I like to light candles. Honestly, this sounds fucking boohoo whatever but I sometimes will pull a tarot card before I masturbate just to like see check in with myself kind of align put on candles I like to listen to root chakra frequencies you can go on spotify you can look up 
whatever I find it grounds me makes me horny this is just my experience and you can masturbate to your own nudes you can come to the idea of you in the version of yourself you want to be it's manifestation you know you can come to your goals um I really think though masturbating to yourself and to what you look like or what you want to look like is a love spell like for yourself and then that confidence exudes onto other people now being dominant I think in order to be dominant you have to be confident start slow don't randomly go in and start choking and slapping and punching people but you can start with someone you trust you said you were shy and submissive but lately you want to be more dominant start with your partner because I think later on they talk about their boyfriend start with him and say hey this is something that I'm into right now and are you down to try it I know a lot of people think talking before sex is like not sexy but there's a way to go about it don't just like every three seconds be like is this okay like can I do this no you know set the tone check in with body language if you feel like you don't have a verbal confirmation of consent ask it like hot just be like are you into this like do you like what I'm doing sounds kind of cringe but like do it with some eye contact feel hot they'll be okay with it and then you'll get to know if you can move forward I would start with like a gentle like slap on the cheek and like hold it in place while holding their face and kissing them like just start to play and toss around some things you don't need to be like aggressively dominant to dominate someone you can play with toys you know you could even handcuff them to the bed that might be a little too far if you're just starting but like that is a way to take control without having to use force on someone that's just my opinion okay so they said me and my boyfriend have been together for almost six years and the last couple we don't have sex often okay there's some typos in some of these so just ignore if I say something crazy I have a high sex drive and need intimacy and touch he never wants to and has a low sex drive how can we spice up our boring sex life I think all couples need to take the love language test because it sounds like your number one love language is probably physical touch and quality time his might not be that and so when you take the test with your partner, right, you get to see how you can love them better in the ways that they like. That doesn't mean you have to immediately, if you're, if you have a low sex drive, immediately like jump up and start having sex. No, but you can, you know, love on them gently, you know, kiss them on the forehead, give them extra hugs. There's way to do physical touch and intimacy without sex but I would say take the love language test with your partner look it up on google it's the first one that comes up it doesn't matter what it is there's five options and you'll figure it out how can you spice up your boring sex life well there's a couple things you could do you could put some things you wanted to try in a cup and like pick it out which kind of feels like childish but it could at least give you something a baseline to start with like say you want to do like a role play okay put that in say you want to do edging um I don't know you can do anything that you've ever wanted to do sit with your partner make it a fun game put it in a bowl you guys pick once a week that's a good start I know that sounds like not that much to have sex once a week but if you guys are not fucking all the time that's at least progress I would say Hmm, ways in which to spice up boring sex 
I know you don't want to hear what I'm going to say, but to communicate, because a lot of these things are in our heads. I know for me, I get in my head and I'm like, this person thinks I'm boring, you know, something is off, X, Y, Z. Like, you need to do check-ins with people you love, your friends, your partners, your coworkers, because people's opinions on things change all the time. And sex is a complex thing, truly. It's something that if you're dating someone for six years, like you said, every single month we change as people, especially yearly. So I can understand where you're feeling frustrated, but I think sitting down with them, I'm going to finish reading this. I feel like I'm talking a lot, so I'll give my final opinion after I finish reading. When we do have sex, it doesn't last long. Again, foreplay. (laughs) They say, I want to have foreplay and build up and fun sex. I agree. I think that's the best part. He's good to just have a quickie and be done. I want fun and have the amazing sex life teenage me dreamed of. Communicate that. I think foreplay is something that people skip a lot because it seems like work when that is like the most fun part. That's the most intimate part. You know, making out with someone, getting excited and horny together sets the moon. And especially if the sex isn't really lasting long, there needs to be ways that you are appreciated. And foreplay is like, I think, the perfect way. I like the game where you set a timer for, well, there's two different ways. You can set a timer for 10 minutes. You have to make out and the first person who breaks the no touching rule has to pleasure the other person so like say like me and a girl are playing this game and I touch her first okay then I have to make her come before like we can continue I think that's fun (laughs) the other way is you can put on music and get in the mood and then make out as long as possible without making it a challenge I always love that because I feel like for me growing up I really When you're scared of having sex, you enjoy the foreplay because it's stalling. Like, I was really scared to be intimate with people in my earlier years. And so you just end up making out for like five hours because sex is not a casual concept for you. So I think that that's what we're lacking as adults is like that general like it's not that you're apprehensive but it's like you're still excited and nervous to be in front of someone that you find attractive and so all the lead up things I feel like we miss and again this is just a conversation that you should have with your boyfriend six years yes is a long time but there's people who are married 50 years and they might not be fucking every day at the end of the 50 years but they're still enjoying and intimate with each other I think going out on dates and having just intimate But, like, almost innocent intimacy is important. You know, holding hands and, I don't know, just spending time with each other. Going back to love languages, I think that would be really important for you guys because we need to figure out, as people, how we can love our partners in the way that they want to be loved. Because sometimes it's like, oh, I loved this person so much, I did everything, but we're doing what we want to be loved. Like, we're acting how we would want to be loved. And not everyone wants to be loved the same. So the only way to fix that and to really show up for your partner is to figure out what they want and what their needs are. And the only way to do that is to fucking talk. The easiest way without a long conversation is to take the language test, okay? I'm gonna move on. Okay, so this is honestly a huge secret of mine, but 
fuck it. Okay. I'm going to tell you about the time I slept with my stepsister's fiance slash baby daddy. Okay. Let me take a sip. So me and my stepsister, I'll call her Lily for the sake of the story. Okay. We met when we were 13, 14. And being that we're two young queer girls living under the same roof, stuff happened, you know? So due to the history, when her now fiancé asked Lily for a threesome, she invited me. We all slept together for a couple of months, and we only stopped because I met my boyfriend. So fast forward two years, I find out that my boyfriend has been cheating on me with my best friend. Ouch. Ouch is fucking right. I hate cheaters. I was heartbroken and furious, obviously, as you should be. It's such a fucking vulnerable thing like to be cheated on is like a pain that only people who have been cheated on can relate to i was heartbroken and furious so when lily's fiance texted me and asked me if i wanted to smoke with him of course i said yes i should add that in the two years i was dating said boyfriend lily got pregnant oh my god milf so fiance picked me up from my house around midnight we drove around smoked a joint and ended up sleeping together As he was pulling up his pants and getting cleaned up, he told me, you can't tell Lily about this. I was like, question mark, question mark, question mark, because me and him have slept together, just me and him, multiple times with her consent. So I naturally assumed that this was the situation. I kind of freaked out a little bit. Next time, just ask beforehand, please. It would have stopped the anxiety, but I get it. I kind of freaked out a little, but I ended up deciding to keep it a secret because he promised he would tell her himself. It's been almost a year since, and I honestly have no idea if he ever told her. I honestly have felt guilty and conflicted every day and have no idea how to bring this up with her. Here's the thing, and this is a controversial opinion. I do think it's the boyfriend's responsibility. I think you should have asked first, because even if, you know, she consented 500 times, 501, she might not have won, and I'm not blaming you. This is just, I'm just speaking freely. I feel like you shouldn't bring it up and I know that's controversial but if she's pregnant having a baby dealing with the stress of all of the stuff if she doesn't know right now I don't know that you should tell her you could bring it up to her fiance or husband I'm not sure the situation right now and say you need to tell her but if I was a mother having a baby dealing with it's very hard to fucking have a kid and the hormones and everything I don't know that my stepsister coming up to me and being like hey I fucked your fiance baby daddy and I didn't tell you about it would make me feel anything but straight rage truly and I do think that if you cheat you should be honest and tell people but in this situation I can see how it was very convoluted if this ever happens again always ask up front hey especially in something like this you know but my opinion would be talk to him say you feel really guilty and you want to bring it up to her ask if he's brought it up to her because maybe he just never told you I doubt he did but you can be like hey if you don't do it in a couple months when everything's settled I'm gonna have a conversation with her but when people are going through stressful things and I I don't have a kid but I assume it's a stressful situation sometimes I find you're feeling anxious, you want to get it out, but it's only going to make the other person feel worse. So sit with it a little longer. I'm sorry you feel stressed, but let her go through a pregnancy and chill and then bring it up to the boyfriend, fiance, baby daddy, 
and go from there. That would be my <laughs> that would be my opinion. I don't know. Okay, so there was this guy. This is another person. So there was this guy I was sleeping with. Tbh, I really loved the dude, but he kept me as a hookup for eight months, sleeping together every night. Ugh, God, I hate that. Then he moved back to New York and proposed to a childhood friend shortly after got her pregnant. Okay. But the whole story is that he reached out and started asking for pics of the kitten. The kittens? Of your pussy? (laughs) One last time and started sending pics. The girl found out and messaged me on Instagram and started going in hard. Like, you know, he had a fiancé, you entertained him, and whatever. Then I told her everything and we ended up becoming friends if you're in a situationship and you're sleeping together every single night and it's been more than two or three months if they're not gonna date you leave and I know that's gonna hurt really bad but it's gonna hurt even worse four more fucking months down the line like this guy is an asshole and this happens all the time to people and so I would say just anyone right now struggling in a situationship If you bring up to them and say, hey, I want this relationship and they cannot give it to you, fucking leave. And I know that's against everything you're feeling inside of you, but do it. Later in a year, you'll thank yourself so fucking much for going through with it then, because the longer you wait, the worse it hurts. My name is Jenna. Hello, Jenna. And I need your advice. So basically, I, 18 female, oh, I feel like a Reddit person right now. I'm scared of my boyfriend's 19 male's penis. This fear has been there ever since we started dating, which was four months ago. I really don't know where it came from, but ever since the first time we had sex, I couldn't look at his dick. (laughs) I mean, I can relate. And oh my god, I was terrified of giving him head. We have amazing sex. He is the first guy who has showed a mutual interest in BDSM, and our communication about that has been great. Love to hear it. However, every time he pulls down his pants, I just feel my stomach drop. So dramatic, I know. And I avoid having to give him head and having to jerk him off at any cost. I have no idea where this fear came from since I've never had this problem before. I feel really bad about never offering blowjob or handjob to him because he does often prioritize my pleasure, which I would love to reciprocate. Do you have any advice how to get over this mental block? signed a distressed hoe now i know if i was you i would be way too embarrassed to be like hey your fucking dick scares me um makes my stomach drop but i've been there um intimacy is a scary thing and for some reason for me personally i find it's like a competition where it's either i'm good or i'm bad and it's like if i'm not really good at this thing it makes me anxious and i'd rather not try it all because i'm if i'm not going to win i'm not going to try like that is really my mentality i'm not sure if you feel the same the only way to bring it up would be very gently because in situations like this i think we forget that also they have feelings too and you sound very polite i'm not saying that's how you feel but if he cares about making you happy and making you come I think being like I get really anxious when we are intimate and I love having sex with you like almost a little compliment sandwich start off you know I love having sex with you you're the first partner I've engaged in BDSM and like enjoyed my experience I feel really anxious giving you head so could we start like really slow or could I you know try for five minutes and maybe you tell me what feels good, what doesn't, 
um, because the sex is always good and I just want to make you feel better. You know, like kind of smush it in, compliment your fear, compliment, just because I know you care about this person a lot and I feel like bringing up things around sex is very fucking hard. I don't know what it is. I think because societally we think we don't have a voice during sex and that we're just like whatever you know whatever is in the porn is how it works and if I say something I make someone upset and it's like no clearly you're in a happy relationship and if this is a fear that you legitimately have it's fucking valid and I get it there's been times in which I've been terrified to do a lot of things during sex and just they'll randomly come up it's not sometimes it's the person sometimes it's the situation in my life sometimes it's past unresolved trauma And honestly, I think having that conversation with him will help it. Just do a compliment sandwich, okay? That getting over the mental block, I think practice. The only way to get through it is to, you know, familiarize yourself with giving head or, you know, honestly, starting off with a hand job might be the easiest because it's not so, you know, mouth on a dick is like way more personal than a hand. I feel like hand could be a good start if you want to turn the lights off get some coconut oil out and make out while you do it so you don't really have to visualize like that could be a good start just like slowly easing yourself into it and don't beat yourself up like you're allowed to be scared and you don't need to get over it just because you feel like you're not pleasing him because I don't think that's the case I think you're very sweet for wanting you know to make your boyfriend happy okay how should someone example me a masculine presenting woman lesbian approach others for casual sex Mm. i'm a horny bastard (laughs) but i don't want to be weird and give the ick lmao i get that i just want to know how to be a good hoe like kissing and flirting casually (laughs) i feel like i give off a serious vibe but i want people to know i'm playful i love attention I wish you left me with a picture. Now I'm just like, I don't know why I'm picturing someone from Orange is the New Black right now. My thing used to be, I mean, I don't really go out much anymore, but I would say it's so stupid. My advice is always just to be like, hey, I'm not looking for anything. What are you doing out tonight? Or, ugh, ugh, that was cringe. Oh God, no. I picture that. That was fucking horrible. Maybe buy someone a drink start with buying someone a drink I don't know if you drink actually you know what if you're if you're out and you drink buy someone a drink and just you know flirt a little maybe I don't know you could dm someone uh, on instagram I mean my advice in this area is not very good I'm gonna be honest without giving the ick I feel like everything gives me the ick but as far as I would say is like you can tell when someone's trying hard like you can fucking tell like don't use a pickup line no I mean if someone's beautiful and you want to flirt with them be like you're very beautiful or honestly my favorite used to be is when people would uh I'd be out and this involves drinking so if you don't drink just cut out the drinking part but it would be like "Mm, let's (laughs) compare hand size or let's arm wrestle or guess let's do two truths and a lie and if you're if you lose or you guess wrong I get to buy you a drink or you have to give me a kiss like make it like a cute little game I don't know if that's helpful I'm not the best flirt advisor I would say like don't try too fucking hard that's it and if you don't want anything serious don't mention getting married or having kids like be really casual and be like "Mm, I'm just trying to have a good time you know if they're like what are you doing out 
I'm just looking for a good night. I don't know. I think it's all in the, the casualty, the casualty of the words. I don't think that was very helpful, and I'm sorry in advance. Okay, someone else said, I don't know what my sexuality is. I mean, I like boys from the outside, but I can't see myself in any emotional or sexual action with them, but I still want male validation. I'm pretty sure I want a relationship with women because I feel safer, but also I feel like they can understand my body much more than men can. I don't know if this is controversial, but one of the things that helped me so much when figuring out if I liked men or if I liked male validation and it was just like a heteronormative thing, was the lesbian master doc. Now, I've heard that it is very biphobic, so I'm not sure if this is good advice. For me, it was nice to read other people talking about their experience as a lesbian and me being like, oh, I feel that way too. I know there's some Reddit forms. I know there's probably good books on it. For me, this sounds like if you like the way men look from an outside perspective. For me... I could objectively think a man looked hot if my friends thought he looked hot or if he wasn't giving anyone attention, I wanted his attention because it felt like a game. That was just like me. But whenever I pictured getting married, I never wanted to get married because I thought I had to marry a man. Once I started dating women or non-binary people, I was like, oh shit. I definitely want to get married. I could pop out a kid if I'm really in love. I never wanted kids. It changed a lot for me. There's something you can lose by trying a woman-loving relationship. You know, if you have someone that you think is beautiful and you want to go on a date, you know, people go on dates all the time in straight relationships and they don't work out and nothing bad happens. I would say you lose nothing by trying you know, to casually date a woman, if that's something that you're interested in. And I know that's harder than it sounds to people. Like, it sounds like, oh, well, just go on a date. Yeah, finding dates is fucking hard. I know that. Tinder sucks. Bumble sucks. Online dating is hard. But if there's a way that you find someone that you feel comfortable enough to open up with, you lose nothing by trying. That's my opinion. I'm not sure about the lesbian master doc because I've seen conflicting things. It really did help me when I was figuring out, you know, because I came, I never came out as bi. I was always known, quote, quote, as bi growing up my entire life. All my best friends I ever had, we either made out or people thought we dated or we did date. Um, and then I thought I had to get a boyfriend. So I only dated my boy best friends um, because I loved them as friends and intimacy did happen sometimes, but normally it was, I did it because I wanted to be liked or I thought I had to do it. So once I started as an adult to explore with women, I was like, oh, yeah, I thought I had to like men. That's just my experience. Explore gently. Sexuality is a hard thing to come across and to figure out. It's always changing. It's always ever evolving. I think we make ourselves use labels because yes, it makes us feel better, but also because people are fucking nosy. So don't force yourself to figure out a label if you don't have one that feels very right. It took me a while to figure out that I was a lesbian. Lesbian is a word that I love and it fits for me and I am very attracted to people who are not men <laughs> so bisexual didn't ever feel right for me but bi is like a perfect if you feel like you might like men or you might like women like bisexuality is awesome 
sometimes it takes a while to figure out and don't be mad at yourself if it takes longer than you want it to because we have our whole fucking life and 20 is not old okay 20 25 30 like that's not old 40 50 like that's like not even halfway through our life so be gentle with yourself okay someone said first thing i'm drunk while typing this so sorry about my grammar or whatever the main point of the host story here is i've been dancing for four years however i've been off and on working at regular joints like a sandwich place here and a burger joint there thing is covid19 hit hard to my city and dancers didn't know how to function let alone make money i've heard that a lot actually and i'm really sorry to any stripper listening who's struggling because all of my close stripper friends are saying the same so me i did the most i was willing which was selling drinks i sold drinks so i could take money and i took it in any way i could as an ex-dancer i'm sure you can fill in some details yes oh my god one time i was at the strip club and I found, like, $200 on the floor. I, like, waited. I didn't take it immediately because I'm scared that picking up money is bad luck. I believe in karma, and I get nervous, but I literally, like, walked around. There was no one in the back. I picked it up, and I, that's, like, the way I made money that night. Other than that, I didn't see anyone else um, the rest of the night, so I get it. I just want to say, whoever this person is, I love you because they sent me this entire email, and then I was going through and screenshotting for this podcast, and then I went back, and I saw there was a second email, and the second email just says, also, I'm a Taurus, so thank you for the context. Also, we love Tauruses. I'm a Taurus. Sag, Moon, Gemini, Rising, Aries, Venus, Taurus, Mars. Okay, so I'm very new to my sexuality and exploring being a lesbian, and I've always loved the idea of having a hoe phase with women because I had previously had one with men when I thought I was straight and thought it was great. Me too. I did the same, but I was drunk the whole time, mostly because I wasn't really attracted to a single one of them. But with women, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Women are amazing, beautiful creatures. I agree. So I had been friend zoned by someone I was pursuing and was very upset about it. But I was like, okay, I get that. This is my time to shine. And the first the first person I chose to get over with them, I can no longer live down. (laughs) My God. Also, it's easier to fuck men if you're a lesbian and go through a hoe face because I felt absolutely no emotional attachment. It wasn't like I was being a cool girl and I was like, oh, I don't care, whatever. I literally did not care. I could fuck anyone if I was drunk. Uh, Me sober now and also me gay, I'm like, oh, we fucked, we're dating and getting married. Okay. Anyways, it was someone I was matching with on Tinder, and it was cool. They were super down to have me over spontaneously, and I was lonely, so I was like, fuck yeah, I would be the same. We watched a scary movie, started to pick out a second one, because like I said, I'm newish to women, and they all intimidate me, so I wasn't going to initiate. I get that. As the second movie starts, I'm like, okay, let's get to the interesting part. Plus, it's already getting late. I get consent to kiss her, and yeah, it was so late, we passed out. And she had to get up early, and naturally we had morning sex as she's getting ready. Naturally, I love lesbians. She told me that she was getting up early to take care of her horses. Oh my god. I had one night stand with a horse girl. No offense to horse girls, but god, as soon as I knew that, I was like, yeah, it shows. (laughs) Oh, my mom's a horse girl. This is so funny to me. Plus, I grew up in Florida. I have like 15 horse girl memories in my head right now. So now I never lived down the story that how I tried to rebound with a horse girl and got ghosted by her. Damn. Girl, your track record, it's not so hot, but (laughs) 
we're out here trying, I get it. Needless to say, I learned I'm not the hoe type and I'd rather just not embarrass myself. And then the next email was also I'm a Taurus. As a Taurus, I'm not the hoe type either. Like I really thought I was. Like I really, 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 really did. And I've had sex with a lot of people. Like I mean, some of them I don't even fucking remember their names. And that was fun. Like I think casual sex is fun if you have casual sex. Something about getting sober and then coming out as a lesbian I can't fucking hoe around anymore. I feel like such a little pussy. Like, I don't know what it is. I want to have intimacy and genuine intimacy. Now, if I met someone and I could have that the first day, I would love that. And I would, again, I would probably fucking fall in love with them. But that would be okay with me. But I normally, like, kind of... Actually, I'm lying. Because I do fuck on the first date. But I end up dating them. So I guess I don't have casual sex anymore. So I get it. Don't be a hoe and do what works for you. Because some people really are meant to be hoes. Like they're good at that and it makes them happy and they enjoy it. And I fucking respect that. And some people are relationship type people. And I also respect that. It's really just knowing what you like and not trying to be the other one because you think it's going to work for you. That's the part that sucks, I think. Okay. My current boyfriend broke up with me in May, but we got back together late July. While we were broken up, I had hooked up with someone. That's fair, you were broken up. When we decided to get back together, I decided that I would tell him that I had been with someone if he asked me, which is valid. I agree with that. Well, (laughs) oh God, he didn't ask me about it until a week or two ago. When he found out, he was extremely upset and accused me of cheating on him even though we were broken up. This sounds like a lot of (laughs) projection, honestly, because you were broken up. If you were on a break, I'd be like, those lines are blurred, I'm not sure, don't ask me. You're broken up, you're single, you're not owed staying loyal in the breakup, okay? You're not. We were on the phone and he ended the phone call by saying he needed space to himself. The next day, he acted as if nothing had happened and as though we had never had that conversation. Is he a Libra? It's been a week or two now, and we still haven't talked about it, but things between us seem really good. Should I bring it up so we can talk about it, or should I just go along with it? Hmm. It's weird that he accused you of cheating on him, even though you were broken up. I would say... (laughs) Do you want to be with this man for a long time? Because if you do, fucking bring it up. Just bring it up. It's going to be on your mind. You're going to think about it every time he he does something that pisses you off. I mean, at least I would. Bring it up. But if you're just testing the water out and you're not sure how the relationship's going to go, I would say leave it alone. I'm not sure how fragile the getting back together relationship is. So maybe scale it like that, okay? I'm not sure, honestly. Okay. Next, oh, these were a couple questions I screenshotted. How many tattoos do I have and which one hurt the most? I'm not going to sit here and count all these tattoos. I'm not going to lie to you, but I'd say probably like 40. Um, the one that hurt the most was my chest tattoo, which is two snakes that my friend drew. And holy fucking shit, I don't use numbing cream. I thought I was going to die. And I don't use numbing cream, not because I think it's a flex, but because I have really sensitive skin. So I break out in hives. Same with second skin, uh, like after a tattoo. So I don't have the option to do it. It fucking hurt. My spine tattoo also hurt. And my hands hurt, but I thought they were manageable. 
chest is like such a weird it's a weird place it's very sensitive on the sternum the top and bottom were okay but right on the ribs and right on the sternum holy fucking shit no uh, I was cussing out my task my tattoo artist and I still feel bad to this day but he knew it was with love I was just like what the fuck Sal this fucking hurts so fucking bad please I made him hold my hand for a second too sweet or savory I love savory I love I fucking love chips I love oh, I'm craving mashed potatoes right now I think mashed potatoes are a superior food I don't care if people say they taste like baby food they're so fucking good but I have to have a sweet at the end of every meal or else it doesn't feel like the meal is done so I think savory over sweet if I had to pick one but sweet to end a meal do I enjoy horror films? And so what's my favorite film? I do enjoy horror films. This is probably, I don't know if it's considered horror, but Gone Girl, superior movie. Fucking love Gone Girl. I will recommend it to anyone who's never watched it. Please watch it and tell me what you think. Hi, Hank. First and foremost, I love your podcast. Thank you. I've been recommending it to all my friends. I love you. Thank you. Kiss on the face. So, I have been queer for a long time. It came out to my family in high school, but I haven't had a girlfriend or partner that isn't a man. I don't know the first thing about pursuing a relationship with someone who isn't a man. How do you start relationships with women and non-binary people you find yourself attracted to? I want to figure out where I stand with my sexuality, but I don't want to hurt people. Listen, people are going to get hurt all the time. The only way that you would hurt them in this situation is if you had intentions that you didn't tell them when i use tender i or bumble or whatever hinge or raya i don't use raya but a lot of my friends do i always say like what's your favorite song in the moment it tells you a lot about where they are i mean sometimes it's just like a pop song and still like i can relate to that but sometimes it's like something that's like depressing and like kind of amazing and you get to like feel vulnerable with them and understand their perspective I like to listen to music from the perspective of the person that sends me the song I don't know I've always done that you're not gonna hurt someone unless you don't communicate what you want the only time in which people get hurt and things like this actually people can get hurt even if you do communicate but is if you lead someone on and you're not interested in them okay Pursuing people, non-men, like you said, is very similar to any other type of dating. I just go about it in a more gentle way. When I would talk to men, again, I wasn't attracted to them, so my advice is not good. I was just very blunt, and I was like, let's fuck, whatever. With women or non-binary people, I normally want to get to know them more just to see if we're compatible, you know, because you can find someone attractive and not be compatible with them emotionally because that is something that's really important. So figure it out. Go on a little date. Walk around in a garden and just talk to someone. And you can even be like, hey, I'm confused. You know, if you came out in high school, dating is fucking hard. Dating is fucking scary, no matter what your sexual orientation is, so just be gentle with yourself. Try it out. Explore a little. Hi, Hank. I was wondering if you have any tips on intimacy for first-timers. I'm with someone who I genuinely want to take the next step with, but my insecurities and first-time jitters make me scared that it's not going to be the way I hoped or that the person will be disappointed. Expectation is premeditated resentment don't put any expectations on your first time with people just let it exist just let it happen how it is it's like it doesn't need to be good or bad it just is 
Also, makeout tips or how to give head, both men and women. Also, maybe hygienic advice for down there, if you know what I mean. Don't use fucking, what is that, summer's eve. Your vagina self-regulates. Yes, you can use soap. You can use non-perfumed um, soap. I Water will do the job. Dr. Bronner's any dr bronner's for me i like i don't put it straight in my vagina i mix it with water i will wash around you know clean inside your fucking vagina crevices the vulva like go around but don't put it in your vagina and don't put soap directly on your vagina the vaginas are self-cleansing they don't need all this perfume and soap if something smells severely off go to the doctor truly a little pussy smell will not kill anyone. We're not meant to smell like fucking flowers and hibiscus. Like, I hate that. Have you ever smelled dirty balls? That's what I thought, okay? Vaginas smell amazing, and cleaning them is casual. Uh, please wear cotton underwear. Don't wear it too tight. Like, some Victoria's Secret underwear will literally give me yeast infections if I wear it for more than an hour. I like like cotton boxers like I love to wear boxers I like to give my vagina breathing room I go commando a lot to be honest and not in jeans it fucking hurts but anytime in which I can I go commando if you're on your period I free bleed I wear period underwear or really thick boxers everyone thinks that's gross I don't care it hurts really bad when I wear tampons and diva cups it fucking hurts so bad I get the worst cramps ever since I took my own IUD out I get even worse cramps. I think I'm on the transition period, so I have to free bleed or else I want to die. Makeout tips is always, you just follow the other person. Start off slow. Don't shove your tongue down anyone's throat right away, okay? No one fucking wants that ever. That's like my biggest makeout red flag. When you start, you know, you can have a first kiss, like a gentle kiss, and then I like to pull my face a little bit away and kind of like put my lips up close and breathe a little like a <laughs> okay I'm sorry I, I cannot do this here alone in my living room it's so fucking hot right now but breathe gently rub your lips like super gently with the other person I love like a little lip tease you can kiss follow their lead you know someone normally starts leading follow it if you don't want to be the leader let the other person take over if you both don't want to initiate it just fucking kiss with your mouth closed for like 10 seconds and get used to your mouth on another person's mouth okay you don't gotta jump in right away to like being crazy i like to start slowly you can add tongue and don't shove it anywhere just like gently rub your tongue over the other person's you can make a little circle you can go up and down gently just be gentle i think the gentler the better you can start picking up the pace naturally but when people start off really aggressively where can you go from that the build is the hot part to me okay head listen i haven't sucked a dick in a minute i'm just gonna give my opinion i have a fucking horrible gag reflex i hold my thumb with my four fingers on top and i squeeze really hard okay really hard that's what i would try to do to make sure i didn't have a gag reflex i've seen there's other things too that you can do i i used to throw up on so many dicks and i don't mean like a little throw up and swallow that was fine like actual puke like down the ass crack like throw up like i have a horrible gag reflex with the job i have now with dildos actually i helped my gag reflex a lot i learned to deep throat in covid from a dildo so if you're really really insecure about your gag reflex practice at home if you're that, that committed to the bit 
you can. I know with filming, it helped me a lot because I kind of had to learn. It forced me into it. The more you do it, the better your body will get at it. Um, be careful though. I think it could be triggering for a lot of people. If you've ever had bulimia, don't fucking stay home and practice gagging yourself on a dildo. It's going to trigger you. I'm just letting you know. So giving head for men and women, it, it is different for men. Again, like I said, I have a horrible gag reflex. I always tried to lick and like tease the tip and then you know, spit, whatever, use your other fucking hand and, like, give them a hand job while sucking your dick, keep your mouth attached to your, <laughs> I'm, like, acting out like you can see me on a video right now, if you wrap your hand around the dick like you're holding a cucumber, you put your mouth over the tip and then attach to your hand and go up and down, you know, doing little, like, figure eight motions with your hands and your mouth going up and down simultaneously, because not everyone can fucking deep throw, and I know casually I don't want to do that, so the hand will help, it will give it, I don't know, I think a tighter grasp, it will make the sensories feel better, I don't fucking know how to talk about this right now, but for women or vagina havers, uh, my head advice would be, like, start gentle, and a lot of foreplay first, because the horny you are, the better it feels, um, you know, like kiss around the thigh, you can lick around, whatever, focus on the clit, I think if you finger, I, I love to be fingered while I'm getting head, and I like to finger someone while I'm giving head, uh, but you can start without that first, you know, like tease the clit, <laughs> like a fucking science teacher right now, tease the clit, like lick around circles, I like like flicking my tongue up and down, I don't I like to push that hard, only because I have a very sensitive vagina, so again, this is something that if you're fucking someone a lot of times, you'll figure out more what they like, do a little workshop, people, different people like different head, okay, and like sometimes you have to just have a little 30 minute class where they tell you what they like what they don't like and it sounds like it'll be boring but I swear the next time you give head you'll know what to do and what not to do so I like to flick my tongue and then after a little I put my I always use my ring finger and my middle finger to finger especially while I'm giving head because then it gives me a little like gap for my mouth does that make any sense I don't know I know some people use their first two fingers I've never done that and I don't like doing that just my preference you can do it however you want finger someone you know don't be so fucking vigorous make sure your nails are cut this goes for anyone in every gender cut your fucking nails if you're fingering someone because the bacteria under your nail can give people infections and it hurts okay anyways I, I there's so many like sex hygiene things that I've learned throughout the years because I used to get chronic yeast infections before I even ever had sex and so my vagina is very sensitive I don't get bv that often I think I've gotten it one time in my life but I will get yeast infections if my partner doesn't take care of their body and puts it in my vagina okay I'm just being honest so fucking cut your nails wash your hands beforehand brush your teeth I understand if it's like a drunk hookup, none of this is going to happen. Don't get me wrong. Half the time, none of this did happen for me. But now I'm like <laughs> kind of anal about it. Like if I ate something spicy, I will wash my hands if I know I'm having sex. I mean, that sounds like it's an obvious, but I've gotten a lot of stories about people eating Takis and then being in severe pain after fingering someone. So I'm just saying 
you wanted to ask i'm like on a fucking tangent right now okay but your insecurities and first time genders make me scared it's not gonna be that way first time is like honestly it's just you have to live it in order to get past it if it's with someone you trust no matter what it's gonna be a good experience that's just my opinion it's your first time be honest that it's your first time don't try to seem cool it's it's cool to be a virgin you know it's it is it's not cool to be anything other than yourself be honest about it you know I was really insecure a lot of the times when I first hooked up with people my first fucking blowjob my first fingering a woman like I was super nervous but again the more gentle you are someone can always tell you to go faster go harder but like if you're like ramming or like doing these things like if it's too hard it's really hard to be like hey can you stop you know like or like can you slow down it's easier and I think for most people it's more comfortable to be like hey go faster so just be gentle a lot of foreplay you know what I'm saying okay hi I want to remain anonymous of course but my most memorable host stories are when me and my bestie went to a local college bar for wine Wednesday and this guy randomly started chatting with us and he was really into me so we shared some smokes (laughs) some smokes are you British and he convinced me to go home with him it's absolutely wild and unsafe and I wouldn't have ever done it now but I did go home with him I'm afraid to tell you this I've done the same thing many times I'm not judging we had what was supposed to be a one-night stand it wasn't lol oh god experienced only my second time doing anal with him god jesus christ are you okay and his friends were at his house the whole time and heard me the sex was really good actually so we kept talking for a little after that and went out to a show together one night before we went in he was going down on me in the car we ended up not going much of anywhere relationship wise and stopped talking completely up until he randomly gifted me spongebob socks for christmas that is such a wild hookup gift like i would never fuck someone casually and be like let me give you a christmas gift and it's spongebob socks actually no i'm lying that was that was a great gift at the same local college bar i would frequently hook up in the bathroom with this girl i had a couple classes with respect after fun okay you submitted so many i'm just gonna read them all after fun time was going to disney world with the sole purpose of meeting up and staying with my friends who worked there i got my first brazilian wax before going and experienced my first threesome with my friends listen i'm from florida i live like i don't know less than an hour from disney world disneyland disney world whatever the one is in florida i forget people who work at disney have fucking orgies all the time I've heard it in Florida, I've heard it in California, everyone who works at Disney is a freak, and I respect it so much, they all like fuck, I wonder if they are in their costumes or not, but I know they all have sex parties, they fuck, they get fucked up together, I've heard this so many times, so this does not surprise me. Very good times, and now I'm engaged, and get to hoe things with my fiancé. Oh, that's cute. Anyways, I hope you read the last one, but if not, I just want to say I love you so much, and love your podcast and your voice thank you you're very sweet hank (laughs) hello this story is about me in high school oh but it doesn't involve any description of sex just stuff leading up to it okay when i was a freshman in high school i started talking to this guy who was a super senior horrible but i am not traumatized by this story at all it's just weird as fuck okay 
and he was on the basketball team and tall so i was completely enamored with this guy what is it with people thinking people who are tall like it adds 10 points i hear this all the time and i get in a fight all the time with my friend tori because she says if you're tall it adds so many points and i don't know if it's because i'm gay i don't give a fuck about height i don't get this can anyone explain it to me please we would send nudes every year oh every now and then my bad and it literally took a year of him asking me to come over after school before i decided i might as well see what was up he would send me these pictures of him in a fancy mansion in seattle and he was always wearing gucci so he had me convinced he was living the lavish life in some massive house sounds like you're getting catfish i don't know why some context for this day okay i was emotionally doing terrible because i had literally a few hours before found out that my grandpa had died r.i.p and so when he invited me over i was like i can't my grandpa died and he was like damn i'm sorry you should still come over for a little though that reminds me of the fucking meme that's like haha you're so sexy don't kill yourself like what being impressionable and in awe of this six foot five dude i was like okay maybe this will distract me so i took the bus to his house when i arrived I was in shock. It was most definitely not a mansion. This house was in shambles. And I don't give a shit what someone's financial status is, but like this was not the house he had sent me photos in. Now I'm catfishing right now, I swear. So I go into the house, and the first thing that I notice is that there are pee pads covered with pee and poo all on the ground, and the house smells like straight shit and piss. I just smell that in my nose while reading that. Looking around, it was a borderline hoarder house, but I was committed to the bit, so I went upstairs to his room, which was full of stripper heels. Like, piles. What? There were multiple laundry piles. As tall as I am, how tall are you? Please, I need the contacts. And stripper heels everywhere, and they were so small, they were obviously not his, because his feet were massive. So, I was just in complete confusion. (laughs) Oh my god, because this was obviously not his room. The only thing that looked like it could be his was the bottle of lotion and pack of tissues on the bedside table. Was he masturbating to the stripper shoes? Is that his thing? Like, what? We do end up hooking up and it was terrible. Then he told me I should go to the gym more. What? Then I ghosted him because obviously, yeah, I would have also punched him in the throat. Four years later, this man is 24, 25 now. He decides to Snapchat me this image. Oh my God. And she sent me the image. It's a screenshot of him in bed with the peace sign, and it says, Just got the funniest memory from four years ago, and I had no clue whose titties they were till I saw your story. I 1,000% forgot about you, but what's up? Ugh! That makes me want to gag. I 1,000% forgot about you, but hey, send me your titties. That's, like, pretty much exactly what he was saying, and ew. Also, like, I'm the same. I don't give a fuck what someone's house is like, but the pee and poo pads, and sometimes people don't have the time to walk their dogs, so I do get that. But if you're going to try to fuck me and seduce me over to your house, can you put new poo and pee pads down, sir? Also, whose stripper heels were that? Do you think he was, like, getting off on the stripper shoes? Like, does he have a foot fetish? And the fact that he fucking body shamed you, like, this whole story, like, absolutely not i'm sorry that happened to you okay now i just screenshotted a bunch of questions i got on instagram those were all the hoe stories submitted i only left out a couple that were illegal things i don't want to talk about and also incest okay i didn't realize that the stepsister and also the biological brother one were incest till right now when i reread them so 
I tried my best to censor. I'm sorry. How do you manage your mental health on top of sex work full time? Um, I don't. I mean, I try. The thing about mental health is that it's like, I wish it was something that you could casually like dabble up in helping for a little and then it like maintained it for you. But mental health is something that you have to really work on regularly and especially in sex work full time because this is my only job. This is how I make my entire income everything is online i'm constantly on my phone i'm constantly creating content you know i'm editing this podcast by myself i'm getting equipment i'm doing all these things i'm not really good at that the boundaries you know therapy has helped me a lot and what i normally try to do is just if i know because you know when you want to get something done really bad but you end up just like sitting on your phone for four hours and you're like how the fuck did this happen Sometimes I just say, you know what, I'm going to do this thing tomorrow when I wake up. For today, I'm going to get off my phone. I'm going to go and take a bath, or I like to sit on the shower floor during a shower. I won't lie. I will watch YouTube sometimes. Um, I love YouTube. It's like my comfort app, but I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I don't go on it, and I just like mindlessly watch YouTube videos. I also think like sometimes just going on a walk with like really, really calming music, frequencies, you know, songs that bring you joy, not super sad songs because I can immediately get myself into a sad mood if I want to based on my playlist alone. But having like a peaceful moment with yourself in nature, I know I'm an earth sign, so maybe this isn't good for everyone, but I don't manage my mental health as well as I should but when I do I notice an intense difference like truly I think in any job you have sex work or not mental health is very important if you can't help yourself you can't help other people whatever that is whatever service you're providing because at the end of the day we're all providing some sort of service what i would say is is if, if you're struggling just the easiest thing is to put down your fucking phone maybe listening to a podcast and locking your phone and not looking at it if you need some sort of stimulation because i know i do i don't like sitting with myself the only way i counteract that is through meditation I do try to meditate. I'm not the best at it. Get off your phone. That's all I can do. I get asked the wrong girl. I won't lie to you. Okay, how do I stop faking it? I feel pressure to fake it because I want my partner to feel good about themselves. I think this is such a common thing, and I know that I have personally done this a lot. It's really scary to be honest and vulnerable during sex how to stop faking it it's gonna take you a while because once you train yourself to fake it which i did very early on it's really hard to unlearn i'm sorry i get wanting to make your partner feel good about themselves i think we all do but you deserve to feel good too what i would say is to start masturbating and i don't know if you personally who asked me this do this either but when I masturbate I don't moan I know it's weird I just since I was young taught myself not to moan I didn't want to make a noise whatever one thing I found that has been really helpful is while you're masturbating breathe and moan when it feels good like genuinely when it feels good and sometimes I'm just trying to bust out a 30 second nut don't get me wrong I've been there it's it's just one and done we're done I get it 
but it goes back to confidence and self-love you are enough affirmations love spells with yourself figuring out what you like because sometimes we don't know what we like so how can we stop faking it you know figuring out your own vagina or dick is hard it's hard and and for some it comes easier it comes easier than others but if you want to stop faking it and you said you feel pressure to fake it but is the pressure coming from you or from the other person I normally it comes from ourselves learn what you like and then start catching yourself being more present during sex and realizing when you're doing a performance versus when you're not because I can relate in my job I always have to perform to the camera I do and so in sex it's really hard to turn it off really it is the only way I combat that is by being present start with a lot of foreplay when you know if you're getting head if you're having sex focus on how it feels and if it doesn't feel very good we have to communicate to our partners because yes we want them to feel good about themselves but I'm sure they would feel better about themselves if they were actually pleasing you so again communication and confidence in yourself you know I think self-love is one of the best ways to get in touch with your body masturbating is super fucking important if you don't masturbate please just try it please how to deal with slut shaming working as an escort and dealing with dating casual partners (sighs) slut shaming is you know in this job it almost is a rite of passage you're gonna get slut shamed people like to shame what they don't understand and also people it's funny because you know people get slut shamed when they're not even sex workers (laughs) you know when I was young it's like if you didn't have sex you were a prude and if you had sex you were a whore and there was no winning and I still feel like it's kind of like that where no matter what you do people are gonna be mad the only way I deal with it is when I do things I genuinely like yes people can hurt my feelings but it doesn't hurt as bad because I want to do it and if if like you said you're an escort and you're dealing with dating and having casual partners if escorting is a job you like people don't get to make you feel insecure about that now I'm not saying it won't happen but fuck people who want to slut shame you for making an honest living truly it doesn't fucking matter at all truly at all but I get that it hurts how I deal with it is normally I don't talk to the person that hurts my feelings if it's a online comment people online love to be trolls that's fine you know you can block the account if you really want to I don't like blocking people I don't know why it just for me makes me feel like they won I I pretty much avoid blocking people unless they say something that's endangering to me or racist or disgusting communicating with people that you're dating not everyone again this is controversial you might not need to tell everyone what your job is when you're casually dating if you're getting into a serious committed relationship I normally up front do say what I do um I like to be honest because I I don't want to start dating someone and getting feelings for someone and then they break my heart because they're whorephobic But if you're just sleeping around, I don't think you need to tell people what your job is, especially, especially in this line of work. People, I mean, your life can be a danger. 
I know it sounds dramatic, but people have and will be killed over having a job as being a sex worker. Take care of yourself. Be safe. You know, go on dates and have fun. You deserve to have fun in this job. This is going back to how do I take care of my mental health? What I used to do when I was seeing sugar daddies, I was stripping, I was doing that all the time, I used to have people who I just had fun with, and I casually went on dates, and I hooked up with them, and it was just a night break from performing for men for money. Have fun. Enjoy your life. I think it's something that you get to do in this line of work, and you should do no matter what your line of work is, but going back to how to deal with slut shaming, fuck people who slut shame, I don't know recommendation for toys for alone time listen i used to only use my hand growing up and now anytime i fucking have a vibrator or something die i feel like i'm in the fucking medieval times like my hand cramps i'm like is this the stone age i don't understand i do have the magic wand um i'm pretty sure it's just the name brand magic wand it's good but when i use it a lot my clit gets very very desensitized i don't know if that's the right word and i've heard that that's a lie but i know from my experience when i use it every day multiple times a night my clit isn't as sensitive as it normally is i love the pro satisfier too you have to like spit on your vagina get it lubed up use it it like sucks on your clit it feels so fucking good i love it it's one of my favorites i used it for like a year when I moved into this apartment, but I lost the charger. So this is reminding me I need to order a new charger. There's a lot of toys. I used to do like a little segment on my OnlyFans where, I I mean, it was only like one or two toys, but I would rate them and use them. (laughs) So like you could see me come, but also I told you what I thought about the toy. And I should start doing that again because I feel like me included, like I always want to know what toys to try. I don't like vagina penetration I really like clit stimulation so both of those are clit if you like other things I'm sorry I I prefer clit stimulation above anything else (laughs) I went on a date with my sugar daddy and afterwards we boinked and my IUD cut his wiener I've actually heard this I had an IUD for four or five years and I never checked if the strings we're right. I know you're supposed to check. It ended up fine. I've never gotten pregnant. And I've heard that people could feel my IUD. And I have friends who have said that they've cut someone's dick with their IUD. This is something I feel like the creator of IUD should have tested out. Is he okay? Is your sugar daddy okay? How do I implement boundaries to prevent burnout? It's different in any type of job and sex work. For OnlyFans, I like to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday work and try to answer messages the rest of the days and send out and do customs. So Monday, I'll take a shit ton of photos for my wall, queue it up. Tuesday, I try to take videos for pay-per-view, queue it up. And then Wednesday, I do customs. Now, other days and shit when it happens I still will film things or answer messages or do all of that but I try Monday Tuesday Wednesday to do the bulk of the work and then the rest of the week you can try to chill I know that sounds like not a lot of work you're still going to be answering messages posting on Twitter Instagram doing all of that but I find yes it's hard work doing Reddit TikTok Instagram Snapchat all of that hi monkey but 
I find those parts to be the most time consuming. So if you can get OnlyFans stuff out of the way, normally you can break it into sections and, you know, maybe one of the days of the week you only take TikTok drafts. And so the days I normally shoot, this is like kind of all over the place, but the days that I shoot OnlyFans content, I also try to take pictures for Instagram swipe ups and Twitter do a content day shoved in and then you don't have to put makeup on your skin every day because like sometimes it takes me six seven eight hours to take all the content for the week or two your skin doing that every day is not helpful um for me at least I break out immediately that's how I those are my boundaries to prevent burnout and also I say no to any custom I don't want to do not worth the money the extra hundred bucks is not fucking worth it if you don't want to do it don't do it also if you don't like sexting and it burns you out offer a sale for something else to make up for the money you would have made sexting you know maybe you do maybe you like video chats i don't know that that to me is also a similar thing to sexting or you want to do a bundle of old content don't make yourself do anything on OnlyFans. okay you're gonna get burned out doing things you don't like to do for the strip club i think that you need to take breaks okay I have some like Fantasia was just on the podcast she could work she's worked months in a row I couldn't do that I would do two nights on one night off or three nights on two days off um the longer you work in a row the more days off you need and your body really fucking needs it okay you're in eight inch heels pole dancing working out all night squatting down on men's lap and I know you're not putting your whole weight on their lap because I never did my body was covered in bruises also just talking to people for so long is fucking draining as an introvert it is a lot I mean I like to talk I'm like an introverted extrovert but the strip club drains you so fucking much so take days off I know you feel like you're losing money but if you go into the strip club and you're not on your A game, you don't end up making as much money anyways. So there's no point in just half-ass going, not making good money when you could have just taken a break and you would have felt so much better the next time you worked. That's my strip club boundaries. Sugar babying, listen, unless someone's giving you enough money to support your whole life, you don't have, okay, there's two sides of this. Survival sugar babying, do what you have to do. Protect yourself, bring weapons to to avoid burnout, you know, make up a fake thing like you go to school. And so anytime that you can't see them, you're in school, you know, take pictures of things you're printing out. It could be college, it can be classes, it can be anything. You can get a fake certificate online. That is a lot of work, but in order to not have to see people, if you need a space and a break, it needs to be valid or they won't believe you. Now, if you're not doing survival sugaring, you can choose not to see people who are vile and foul, okay? There's so many sugar daddy stories for me and my friends of literally human beings that are probably the worst people you've ever fucking met, and we did need the money, but we could have gone without it. Maybe if we had picked up another person, say no to protect your peace. Always make a list of things you won't do you know if someone wants you to do anal for fucking 50 bucks and you don't want to do it listen it's not worth seeing them again to put yourself in physical harm truly for me there was times in which i knew if i saw the person again they were gonna feel entitled to my body and i didn't see them 
So preventing burnout and sugar babying is honestly to lie a lot. Come up with a job, a civil job you have, like maybe you wanna work at a smoothie shop part, part, part time, or your friend does so you can borrow the uniform and take a picture in it. Just have an excuse to make sure it seems valid when they wanna see you and you're busy. That is like my honest advice and I really think it helped me a lot. I used to pretend I went to USC and I took psychology a lot in high school and I loved it. So I had notes still from high school and I would send pictures of it. Make sure your name isn't on it. If you use a fake name, I don't know. Burnout in this job is crazy. I mean, escorting, it's really hard because there's so many slow seasons and then when it's busy, you know, you're going to be burnt out, but you want the money to save up for when there's people that aren't going to be able to buy your services. All of it is just like figuring out when your body has had enough. And the online stuff is more about social boundaries. The in-person stuff is about physical boundaries, knowing your body, when to say no. Sometimes $100 sounds so amazing, but is it worth having a mental breakdown? I know that sounds dramatic, but truly you have to look at it like that. Most embarrassing thing that happened during sex, I already talked about it, I've thrown up, I've farted, I've thrown up, I started my period. The thing I used to do all the time was I would be on like the last day of my period and I would know it, and I'm sorry if this is gross, and I would fuck someone and they'd be like, oh my god, you got your period, and I would just act really embarrassed, like I didn't know I had it. And that's how I got out of it. I'd be like, oh my god, I started my period. It's so embarrassing. And then they'd be like, oh, it's fine. But I knew. I guess that's only embarrassing for me because I was being manipulative. A lot of things happened to me when I was drunk. I, I don't know. I shit on dick. Farted. Thrown up. I mean, whatever you think, I've probably done it. If you had to only have one sex position for the rest of your life what would it be? (laughs) Missionary with eye contact. (laughs) I'm boring. Do people think squirting is gross typically? People as in me? No. I am not an unbiased opinion of the masses. I don't think squirting or pee is gross at all. Truly. So I think people probably straight men might think it's gross but I know a lot of straight men watch porn and they think all girls can squirt which is crazy I don't know I think squirting is kind of either people see it as like an achievement to unlock or they're disgusted by it I don't think there's a middle ground where people are like oh squirting is squirting whatever I mean I think squirting is hot because I like pee but also I don't expect anyone that I'm fucking to squirt on me. (laughs) Something weird that I wouldn't want to be like, hey, can you squirt, girl? Like, (laughs) no. Okay, so I asked Cinnamon to send me (laughs) a host story, and it's so long. And this is what she said. When I was 19, I was stalking my guy friend's Insta and looking at his cute friends. I pointed to one guy in particular and said he's hot. My friend told me he doesn't date girls with kids, and I told him, I don't want to date him, I just want to fuck him. So we added each other on Instagram, valid, and played that game where you like each other's photos until someone gives in and DMs the other. (laughs) My god, this is so like 2016, 17. 
he DM'd me to add him on Snap. Yeah, like I said. So I did. He would ask me to hang out and I would always be busy or have an excuse when really I was busy with my life and had other guys on my roster. <laughs> I would send him like titty pics when I was out at the club or parties and then he'd reply flirty. And I would be like, oh my god, did I send that to you? So embarrassing. I was so drunk. I can hear that in your fucking voice. One day we were talking on Snap and he replied to my story or something and asked me to hang. I don't know, but I had nothing to do. And on a whim, I just said, okay. Maybe because he offered to take me to the beach. Yeah, you fucking beach whore. I know that's why. It had been months of leading him on at this point. I got ready, shaved my legs so fast, painted over old toenail polish. I wore one of those little Brandy Melville dresses that were popular back in the day, and it made my boobs look so good. I think I know the one. Anyways, I ran to his car, and he was standing outside waiting to hug me and say hi. I told him, hurry up, lol. I don't want my mom to see you. But we ended up at the beach, and he was cute but corny. Corny how? He asked me to go in the water a little bit with him, and once we were in, he was like, can I kiss you? I laughed and was like, did you bring me out here to ask me that to be romantic? He said he did, and I laughed and called him cheesy. Anyways, we ended up at the view drinking and talking, and he kept showing me pics on his phone and telling me about his family. It was sweet, but all I can think is, I don't care right now, I just want to fuck him. <laughs> he tried to get me to suck his dick, but ignored him sir it's the first date eat my pussy first you aren't getting a free blowjob like what i agree don't ever suck a dick unless they eat your fucking pussy he came in my mouth oh you were saying like what if he came in my mouth and then you don't get to get fucked i get it so he fingered me and we fucked in the cab of his tiny ass pickup truck we hung out a little more and then i said i had to go home all was fine we were flirty and stuff until next week when i had <laughs> oh my god i had to tell him <laughs> i had to tell him i had chlamydia i texted these exact words i have good news and bad news the good news is chlamydia is treatable the bad news is i have chlamydia he was really sweet and told me we'll get through this together but all i can think was yeah you me and the other 10 guys they just texted the same message anyways we've been together for five years <laughs> compliment sandwich i feel like it always works Okay, it's like 1.05 in LA, and I'm dripping sweat. I turned my AC off for you, <laughs> you whoever's listening. But if I don't have a guest or something happens, I figured I want to figure out a way to get people to be able to call in and talk to me, because reading it is fun, but, like, I want to hear your voice, and I want to be able to ask questions. Like, I really wish I could picture the faces of the people who sent in shit. It would give me more context, but, again... I'm not fucking qualified. Take whatever I said with a grain of salt, okay? Do whatever the fuck you want. Just be safe. Don't do anything illegal. And I'll see you next week.